Sorry, you wanted me to start the intro? Yes. Okay. Hey, everybody. It's your favorite real estate team out here doing our another episode for the Trident Talk. Trident Talk. Trident Talk. So as you can tell that uh, there's just a speaking gunner out in the background you cannot see. We are going to be talking about the exciting topic of stocks. And unfortunately, I am still new in the game and I don't want to give you guys false information. So we're going to give you the two that taught me how to get into stocks, Mike and... Joshua Killian. Why'd you give him the last name? Because I didn't think he deserved it. <laughs> what the heck? Hey, everybody. It's out of one. But are you guys excited to talk about these stocks? We are, because okay. it's rapid. The year's about to wrap up, so it's a really good time to start looking annually at some things and even some stuff that goes as far back as like a decade. Oh, God, so. don't get me started. <laughs> All right. I mean, I honestly didn't even know where to start, so I mean, let's take it back to the beginning. Oh, yeah. That is not me because mine only goes. My statistics okay. only go back a year. Okay. So I don't know what you're. Yeah, yeah. So um, uh, if we were to go back to the beginning, we would talk about the origination of the stock market and the East India Trading Company oh, yeah. and stuff what like is, that. What is what is a stock? You know what it is? What is a stock, Mister Killian? So a stock, if I remember correctly, is actually I don't know where the the actual. Um, name stock originates from, but I do know that um, shares had come whenever the East Indian Trade Company needed funds um, for their ships so that they could go, um, I believe it was like trade spices, silks, stuff like that. They didn't have the funds necessarily up front. That East and India Trading Company stuff. Oh yeah, and so um, they would go to some of the townsfolk and they would say, hey, here's our plan to do X, Y, and Z, or here's our plan for A, B, and C so that when we return, we can receive X, Y, and Z. And we need some funds to get there that unfortunately we don't have. So we're promising you, and they would have like promissory note type stuff that would say if you give us X amount of money whenever we come back successfully, we can pretty much guarantee that we will have had X, Y, and Z as a reward and you will get a uh, pro- some of those proceeds. Kind of like interest in a way um, from their travels. And so that's kind of how the term shares came into play, which over the course of time had uh, <clears throat> moderately made the current day stock market. Which eventually led to the founding of the um, the New York Stock Exchange on March 8th, 1817 in Wall Street, New York, New York. Oh boy. And that is from uh, Google. I don't know what this, I don't know what the source is. It's just <laughs> the first thing I typed in on Google. So we're taking it, take it with a grain of salt, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, fast forward um, to all that, um, we're going to fast forward uh, little under 200 years, actually, to the uh, good old year. So we're going to fast forward to about the 1990s or so, and that comes up with our first topic, uh, our first graph that ideally we get a nice little um, visage or image in. Um, it's going to look a little something like this. I hope you got a good view of that. Which basically, you see this the... This is mainly for our eyes here. We'll see if we can put yeah. something up on screen for you so it's a little bit more crisper. Future Josh, I hope to God you have something here. <laughs> Otherwise, it's going to be really awkward, man. It'll be just a slow <laughs> zoom in on the hand. <laughs> Oh, that's some, <laughs> some quality ASMR audio. Um, but no, that is um, a conglomeration of the, um, some of the three biggest, three big dogs, if you would, in the stock market. The NASDAQ, the S&P 500, and the Dow Jones. Um, these are three stocks. These They're not stocks, per se. They are, what's, what's a good word for it? I'm, like a good representation. There you go. The representation of the health of the New York Stock Exchange. Which generally plays into a lot of other worldwide stock markets, whether it's the Chinese stock market, uh, the, um, what do they call it in um, the UK? It's some, um, whatever, it's one, it's something we don't invest in. Yeah, it's something I can't think uh, Whatever. Um, but that shows the continual growth of the, and well, just overall 
blossoming health health of the stock market or the New York Stock Exchange. However, it's like an overview. Yeah, it's it's nice. It's pretty. Look at it. Look at that positive relation over time. Anyone here that's taking statistics <laughs> knows that good. Okay. Um, you see that from back there, Gunner? Yeah. <laughs> Not even close to the mic. He, he just gestures a fin- he's just gestures a finger disco. Looks <laughs> like that. <laughs> However, those of you that um, were playing along at home in the um, early 2000s, well, 2006, 2007, 2008, and 2009 happened. This is the cra- the market crash of the two th- of the early 2000s, if you would. Which I say that as if it's like 2070, and we're looking back o- almost a century yeah. at this point. Yeah. But um, for those of you that were, un- yeah, dang. It, you know, someone told me. It gets real. Yeah, someone, down. someone told me the other day we're actually closer to 2040 than we are 20 the 2000, and that just blew my mind. That is that is. That's nuts. insanity because for me, I still process it as like 2015, 2010-ish. So the fact that it's 2020, ludicrous to me. But anyway, we're getting off track. Um, so I think you have some actually decent numbers that help represent that, especially leading yes. into uh, this current year. As well. Yeah, so I went ahead because I know um, a lot of reason why we're actually doing this as well because as it is approaching uh, the holidays, kind of getting later in the year, it's nice to look back and see where we're expected to be going, uh, even though you can't really predict the market overall. Um, but with uh, plans of what apparently could be a second quarantine, a, a dark winter is what yeah, I think they're calling like six it. Six to eight weeks, they're saying, of yeah. like the entire country being shut down. Yeah, again. Well, pretty much again. again. So there's expected to be another crash in relation to that happening, if it indeed does. So um, a lot of people had been request ha- have been requesting uh, to see some of these statistics to see if we're in a stagnant place, if we've grown, um, if we've only declined since like March of this year. So um, as of uh, today, so this would have been uh, November 17th. I went off and I printed off uh, three of the big boys out there, the including the NASDAQ, the Dow Jones, and the S&P 500, so that we can take a look of November, December of last year, as in relation to November and December of this year, going forward into 2021, so that we can see where we stand, so that uh, if indeed a crash or a decline does start to happen, uh, you can see how much that would drastically impact you or maybe it won't affect you at all. Now let me ask, what did the crash of this year look like and how do you think that's affected the projections? Um, so looking back at it, so there is definitely a crash. If looking you look at closely, paperwork, you gotta look uh, at it with a microscope but you can just here. see it. So let's start with the NASDAQ here. So overall, uh, as of November 17th of last year to November 17th of this year, there has been a 39.17% increase. So a thir- roughly 39%, 40% increase in the NASDAQ overall. So theoretically speaking, uh, general gist, gist of things, if you've been investing in some stocks on the NASDAQ, theoretically, for every $1, you would have made about $0.40. Cents. That's some ludicrous that, I was going to say, that's some really amazing return on investment, if you ask me. That's in comparison to, like, the average rate of return is, like, what, 8%? Isn't it, like, 8%? 8 to 12%. Yeah, 8 to 12% through the stock market and then 3% for real estate investment. So Which is just to put that into perspective... 40%. 40%. That includes the recession that we had. Yeah, the that, crash yeah this isn't like starting like you like start investing at the lowest valley of the recession. No, this is just no. you started investing last year around this time of year and then you went through the recession, didn't sell, mind you. You held on to it, you kept investing, and over the course of time, 
you made 40%. Now the projections, this is kind of the what-ifs for that. Um, these, This, of course, didn't happen. This is just some of the projections that um, would have occurred. <laughs> you okay back there? Just blank face. You, did you lose your recording or something? What did, what did you do, what Gunner? What did you do, Gunner? Yes! Oh, boy. What were you recording on, my good I've got sir? some work to do, don't I? That's okay. What were you recording on? It's like my phone. I'm going to take that out. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the first censorship. Stop! <laughs> Censor! Censor! <laughs> no, you're good. But, uh, yeah, and so the projections that they would have projected without the recession would have been between 40 and 60%. That's Quit looking crazy. at me like that. That is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, it's insane. That uh, the projections were rating between 40 and 60%. Now, that didn't happen. That's, of course that they were pro projecting to occur without the recession, and that's on the NASDAQ, of course. Mm. Um, but what really did happen is 39.17%. That's that's yeah. authentic. 39.17%. For that's every ridiculous. dollar, you have 39.17 cents. Ludicrous <laughs> returns. Continue. No, you're good. The uh, Dow Jones, here's another big one out there. So currently, I should have read the um, what the current worth is actually as well. Um, so $11,899.34 as of November 17th of 2020 nice. is what the uh, NASDAQ alone is. Is that what it closed at today? Uh, yes, sir. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, the Dow Jones ranking in a whopping $29,783.35. That's, that's as much as some of the investment properties we've seen this past week. I was going to say, that's as much as some properties we've seen. That's as much as some people make in a year. That's, that's, that's ridiculous. Uh, that is what it is currently as of uh, November 17th. Uh, it closed from November 17th of last year to November 17th of this year at 6.23%. So not drastically large in comparison to the 40% that the NASDAQ was, but it's still like five, four or 5% bigger than most banks do if you're just saving your money. So still investing in the Dow Jones, even during the recession that occurred this year, would have still given you more profits at the end of the year than your average uh, bank. Yeah, I mean, if you want to put these numbers into comparison to some other, like, rate of returns that you'll see like i mean what's the safe the safest way to have your money is um in a savings account yeah okay that's always there handy ready you'll never have to wait to get your money out but you're only going to get a rate of return of like what not even a percent nowadays no, i think mine's like half percent yeah i was gonna say it like, like I, yeah. through my bank which will remain unnamed is like not even half a percent it's, it's like ludicrously low and then you like I think the next step on the list would be to invest in like gold or something like that. They have yeah, that, and which is I mean, crazy to think. but that's like barely a percentage yeah. of a return. Then you can like look up to like, you know, you work your way up. Eventually, you get to Roth IRAs, mutual funds, and things like that. But those will yield. Like I mean, we discussed in an earlier podcast about my Roth IRA specifically, and how we had how I have like a thirteen to fifteen percent return. Put that in perspective. 40%, ladies and yeah, gentlemen. It's, it's ridiculous. And we're not harping, like, we're not dissing banks, like, saying that, you know, you shouldn't use a bank. If you want to use a bank, that's perfectly fine. Use a fine. bank. But in my opinion, so in Joshua Killian's opinion, <laughs> which could mean very little to a lot of people, um, 
I don't, I wouldn't use a bank as an investment strategy. It's just, a, it's an older way of doing things. It, you know, years ago, it was... It's a safe way of holding your money. Exactly, exactly. It's, Someone it's, that has recently gotten the stocks, not as, that hasn't been in the stock market as long as you guys have been. So would you say, as Michael was talking about, Roth IRA is giving him like a 14, 15% return? What would be smarter, getting a Roth IRA, Roth, say it. Roth IRA. <laughs> Okay, real quick, are you record, are you recording on your Bluetooth? Yes, I'm on okay, good, just making sure. So, would that be a smarter um, so here's beginning the, point, or so, would you say like investing in like Robinhood to be a? So, what I would say, hands down, is the first thing you need to do, and we discussed this in a previous podcast. Before you invest in anything, make sure you have an emergency fund. Make sure you have the ability to say, like, if you were to lose your job or some catastrophic event were to happen, you would be able to cover your expenses for six to eight months, give or take. I think that's what the average emergency fund calls for. From there, I mean, don't get me wrong. I absolutely adore my Roth IRA. I adore Robinhood. There are pros and cons to each, though. Robinhood and, you know, individual stock investment has its risk. You have a thought? Yeah, well, I was gonna say we need we need to make a distinction between like a Roth IRA and like Robinhood being a firm, Robinhood being a firm that you use. You you don't necessarily you can invest. You can put your money into Mutual Robinhood, funds yeah, and, like and, that. and like your own checking account on there. Like I have a Robinhood card myself, um, and you can let, let your money sit there. But to me, that's the same thing as letting it sit in a your bank. local bank account. You know mm-hmm. that you can find that you can find. Except so, there's like a slightly better rate of return on that. Yeah, which is, it's still extremely Nothing. low. I think it's like one percent. Oh, which is still double. That's double what you which get. Which is double what you get in a bank, but it's still not nearly even meager in comparison. A twenty-five percent of even like the Dow Jones, which is the lowest return of investment on here, which is still breaching almost six and a half percent. So. So I think uh, I think what Gunnar was getting at. Are you talking about like individual stock trading at that point? Then so you so then you're saying like should I just buy something and, and hold on to it and yes. just wait to look. So personally, I would start in here. Here's the reason why I why I say I'd start with this. I'd say the second you have your emergency fund built up, start a retirement fund. And for me, the best option for that, or at least in my opinion, is a Roth IRA fund. Why? Because you quite literally are so like tempted to not touch it until you turn 69 and a half. Because if you take it out before then, you get like huge tax redu- like not reductions, but like there's a bunch of like holes you have to jump through and fees and things like that to where you won't get nearly the money that you actually have so you're just incentivized to hold on to it until that point it's all it it makes you like you're put off with your own money exactly which not a lot of people are going to like that's why people a lot of people enjoy banks because of how liquid it is Mm -hmm. you know but the flip side to that is the amazing rate of return now in contrast if you want to talk about day trading stocks and stuff like that first and foremost (coughs) kudos to you you if you want to do that if you want to get into options trading and stuff like that you can make a lot of money in that. However, it's the flip side of the coin where one side is incredibly safe and you don't have as high of a return, whereas you could potentially make like, I don't even know, like what was, I don't even remember, like Carnival, like the incident I had with Carnival a couple months ago with an 89,000% yeah, return. You know, you want to talk about that? I mean, there is so much risk involved <clears throat> in that. Like the odds of that actually happening are one in, like I can't even tell you. Whereas in comparison, you know, you're looking at I mean, 
there's no risk involved with the other side. So it's it's a high risk equals high reward situation. You have a thought I can tell? Yes. Sorry, I'm go for a lot it. Of thought. Go for it. Well, when it comes when it comes to risk and being conservative, risk versus conservative, that's why uh, a bank is uh, is appealing to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Is because you put your money in there and it's now it's not guaranteed to be safe. I want to say that, but theoretically it is like 100 it's as million safe more as you times can get. safe. Yeah, it's as safe as you can get. Um, and the idea with investments uh, as well is the idea of how risk plays into that. And the thought of putting five bucks to, into a bank is going to sit there and it's not going to change. The idea of putting five bucks into a stock with the idea that a week from now it could be double or a week from now it could be zero. Mm-hmm. And the fact that people don't like change just overall, I think, not, not even change with money, but change in general. In general. It's human nature. To not to not like that. Yeah. To, to not, to fear the unknown. And so, into the unknown. And so, copyright strike. <laughs> red flag. <laughs> Get flagged down. Taken down. Exactly. Channel canceled. <laughs> We're a small channel. Please don't hurt Please, us. please, do God. We, We're just we trying to do some good in business. We make, we make mercy. <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of people don't like change. And so uh, when it comes to investing, we're not saying that it's it's as easy as investing to a bank because it's not. Oh I mean, God, there's no. a little bit of, um, you have to be a little bit knowledgeable. You have to look into what you invest in and maybe why and all of that. But that's why I encourage people to watch t- our take, channel. Take it out. Well, yeah, watch our channel. Um, shoot us a shoot us a question because we would love to be able to help you as much as possible. So follow us on our social medias. But I would rather take one or two hours. I'd rather have 200 bucks cash in hand and take one or two hours to figure out how I'm going to make that $200 work for me than to just have that redirected directly into an account that I am going to do zero things with. Passive income. So that's a big reason of, that's another big reason as of why we're talking about this today because even with everything that happened in 2020, with how drastic the year has been, um, and we still have a month left, so we don't know what could a happen. A lot that's could happen, especially with, especially with the lockdown that's ex- allegedly coming. Yeah, so, I mean, St. Louis started Tuesday. Oh, yeah, that's right. St. Louis, St. Louis started oh Tuesday. God. Or I think it's like certain parts of St. Louis. Yes. But it, it did yeah. start Tuesday, so it started today. But <laughs> today. It's a freedom. Um, but this is just to show you the statistics that even with all of that happening, there is still major money works happening in the background for you. Like some of these projections, uh, the projection for the um, Dow Jones without the recession, kind of like how we talked about the NASDAQ as well, was upwards between 12 to 15% without the recession was where it was projected. Now that's a what if, you know, what if the recession didn't happen, but it has been proven roughly on average 8 to 12%, and we'll see that with these last two specifically. Mm. Um, so like the Dow Jones and with the S&P 500, they fall like right within that average medium. So even with all of the stuff that happened in 2020, it's still been a pretty stable market. And we recovered extremely quickly. Really well. Really, really well. Yes, sir. You in the back. 8 to 12% return on investment. So overall income coming back into you. Mm-hmm. For every $1 you From get, the market, you get 8 oh, cents mm-hmm. to 12 cents on average. And mm. Investing in stock market in general, like well, one thing, this, you know, of course it varies company to company. There's some that have zero rate of return, and then there's some that have 30. You know, so 30 divided by two would be 15. I think one thing that we could uh, <clears throat> uh, build on from this, or like kind of emphasize, is that 
things like the NASDAQ, the S&P 500, especially the S&P 500. These are things that you can invest in. Like the S&P 500 especially is a, is a conglomeration. It's a huge mutual fund of the, of the 500 most trustworthy and reliable companies out there that are publicly traded. If you want something that's... Fortune 500. Fortune 500, thank you. If you're looking for something that's, I don't want to say lower risk, I mean, but in comparison to investing in individual stocks, this is hands down lower risk. This is by far the way to go because these are the rates of returns. If you were to invest in an S&P 500 electronic transfer funds ETF, you would hand, you would get these returns. This isn't a like, oh, you know, you could just go out and maybe do this. No, this is a matter of quite literally if you opened up a Robinhood account, went into the S&P 500 ETF and put in a dollar last year, you would right? have made 15.61%. Exactly. In a year. Mm-hmm. This isn't a matter of make believe. This is incredibly doable. This is something that happens. This happens on this, on your phone, the phone you're watching this probably with. If you're watching this on a computer, you can do it there too. So do it. You can. You, yeah. You can do it. You can do it. You can. Andrew, if you're Our watching this, I'm sorry. Our friend drives a Yukon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Our, Our friend drives a What? What is? Is that Ford? Is it a Ford Yukon? <laughs> so, hey, hey, we're out here talking about stocks. We don't know stuff about cars. You're in the back. You're the car it's guy. A, you should do. You should do a podcast on cars. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, the last one that uh, what? <laughs> oh, did you hear that? The empty chair is talking. Yeah, I know. I don't. Yeah, know. I don't know where that's coming from. Man. Anyway, uh, the last one that I <laughs> the last one that I have today is the S&P 500, and just as Mike was saying, as of November 17th of last year, within one year of November 17th of this year, you would have made an average of 15.61%. That is lucrative. That is that is insanely ridiculous to think that if I did $1, I would have made $1.15. Well, that sounds ridiculous, but on a, a little bit of a larger scale. Mm. You know, if you did $100, 115 1000 you know, 150 bucks would have been added back into it, which is insanely crazy. Uh, but just as Mike was saying as well, this is stuff that you can do. And a lot of uh, brokerages now that you can invest with on your phone, literally at the tap of a button, you don't have to buy the total amount of stock. You can buy in terms of fractional shares and stuff like that. And this is a whole different segment, a whole different video that we can make. But like Robinhood, I know we reference that a lot because Robinhood is, is I mean, it's, it's, my, it's my brokerage of choice. It's what we use. Really easy to use, really reliable. Um, but you can invest with fractional shares so like the Dow Jones being nearly $30,000 to invest in I know a lot of people say like how many shares do you own that alone makes it think like you have to own one share mm-hmm. you, have, you have to buy the entire price point of one share of a share but a lot of people don't know that like for as little as five bucks you can own a fraction of the or share less. and own like point zero zero six percent of the share or whatever for five bucks but that relation especially for um like let's say for the Nasdaq at least, if you owned because it's nearly twelve thousand dollars, even if you did five five bucks, that forty percent nearly from year to year would have been in relation to your five dollar investment. So you don't have to necessarily own twelve thousand dollars worth of stock. Man, that drink went down the wrong hole. I apologize. Oh no, you're fine. I'm doing some quick maths. Um, some quick maths. No, so <laughs> I'm going off of. Uh, I know we discussed the uh, 70-20-10 rule a couple podcasts ago where yes! 70% of your income goes towards um, your expenses, 20% even 
Is it 20% you save? Yeah, 20% you save. Yeah, it's 20% and save. And then 10% you invest. Invest. So, so well, like for every buck, it would, or for every $100, 70 would go to, you know, your groceries, your expenses month to month, week, week to week. Um, $20 of that would go directly into um, the immediate fund that Mike was talking about for emergencies. So a savings account, this would be a situation in which you would have that liquid right available on hand. Ready you save. at your hands, fingertips. And then $10 would be something that you would put into a market such as this, uh, maybe you know something real estate-wise, but you would invest your money to work for you. So whether or not that's stock market, real estate, you give it to your buddies so that they can do something for their business, um, or you know, even opening up a retirement account or a Roth IRA because that in itself would be considered like a better investment, in my opinion, than a savings account. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, what I want to um, make mention of, and I know I'm far away from the mic. I apologize, ladies and gentlemen. Um, if you were to talk about um, the average American salary, which is we talked about like fifty-five thousand dollars, give or take. Fifty-five, fifty-six thousand. So say you follow that rule of thumb and you take ten percent and you invest it, right? Ten percent of fifty-five thousand dollars. Do it in the Nasdaq because I'm curious. Um, Nasdaq. What was the rate of return on the Nasdaq? Uh, nearly forty percent. Forty percent. Do precise. So thirty-nine point one seven in a year, just this year alone. Okay. So let's say. Let's say you were to take that amount, um, the $55,000 amount as an average American, and you were to take 10%, and you were to, so that's $5,500, and you took that $5,500, and I'm doing the math on my phone right now, so do humor me if I keep looking away, and you were to invest at a rate of 40, or excuse me, 39... Are you doing 10% of the 55000 Yes, that's $5,500 okay, $5,500. $5,500, and of that, if you were to invest $5,500 in just one year... At a rate of 39.17% returns, you would cash out at $7,654.35. To put that into perspective, if you would have made in a year $2,154.35 by quite literally doing Extra nothing. dollars. So now, Extra just because I'm curious really quick, do 5,500, divide that by 12. How much is that? Divided by 12, that's $458.33 to be exact. Well, okay. Oh, okay. Okay. So that's what was it? Four eighty-three. Yeah, four fifty-eight. Four fifty-eight. So nearly four hundred and sixty extra dollars a month. Now I don't know about you, but that's over my that's over my car payment and insurance. Yeah. So that could, and you know, I, I drive a relatively nicer car too, which is higher expensive. But I don't know why I said that. So, wow. <laughs> sorry. I'll take. I'm gonna take that out of yeah. there. But I was just trying to put it in perspective, like the average, like the average person taking in you know a car it's not going to cost them 500 bucks a month you know i don't know what their car payment plan is or something like that but even smaller things like netflix disney plus all of that gets would get paid for with that under there so you would literally be getting you would be free to watch those things for free mm -hmm. because your money that you invested is working and is paying you more now what's even crazier is if you didn't touch it the next year let, let's say let's say this is again a what if but let's say the following year, it increased by the same amount. Oh, God. So now it's 40% of that amount if you didn't touch it. Mm. And then that's when you start jumping into uh, the snowball and compound effect. Yeah. Now, these are obviously completely <laughs> ludicrous examples that are incredibly unlikely. But that's all speculation, projection, what ifs. I mean, the odds of another 40% return on S&P or a NASDAQ, I think this was, yeah. are so incredibly unlikely but at the same time are just as likely to happen as they are to not happen. Exactly. Because it's like, it's a roll of the dice, pretty much. You yeah, know? yeah. 
you roll a 100-sided die, the odd that it's going to land on a 1 is just as likely as it's going to land on a 100, or is just as likely as it's going to land on a 53, for crying out loud. D100. What is that? Is that our script? What does it say? It says, most of America can't afford a $500 emergency payment. Yes. That is yes. true. Yeah. Would you like to come on and would say, you, would, would you like, like to build to, off of that? Where did you find that? This is where we cut. Oh my gosh. Well, hey, we have to cut. End. So we're hey, walk out. Oh, so what you're saying is like. Oh, like so, how you're talking about the refrigerator. People, like the like, fridge. If, like, if their if fridge the broke, fridge they wouldn't be, have the money to fix it. Yeah, okay. Okay, so I get what you're saying. Which is sad. Okay. That's why we're trying. That's, that's what this is for. That's what this podcast is for. It's to be able to help people. Is to be, help people become financially more knowledgeable with their finances so that they can work their way towards financial freedom so that they can pay for stuff like that without having to stress week to week. Like I say, so you could quite literally have that $500 payment that you need at ready. Because, like, what is it? Like, most Americans don't have $1,000 in their checking account yeah, yeah. or just at the ready for crying out loud. Like, I mean, it's one thing to not have $1,000 in your checking account, but to have it in, like, stocks or something yeah. like that, have it in investments to where you might have, you know, Ten thousand or more dollars, but you only have a thousand dollars in your checking account. That's different. This is a matter of you quite literally would have to take out equity on your home in order to pay for a new fridge or something like that. Yeah. And that's what's crazy is that it's a matter of you know we we sit here and we talk about housing markets and we talk about the stock market and things like that. These are all moving cogs in a greater p in a greater clockwork mechanism that is financial understanding, stability, practices, and discipline. And at the end of the day, I mean, what was it we... I, I'm losing my train of thought. Continue. No, Go on to something. Well, I was just going to say, uh, as we're coming up to the holidays now, it's coming up to December, um, I think it would be a good uh, a good time for you and I to discuss um, where we think the market is going to go. Okay. How we, how we think. Um, personally, uh, I do believe that if indeed we're going to have this dark winter, if indeed we have another lockdown or something... I can see another ripple effect of what kind of occurred in March. Mm-hmm. Um, not as extensive, though, because I think because I think we all can agree that no one could have planned for the pandemic that we had, and we still no. have under that we still have undergoing us. Uh, but I do think we are more prepared now. Um, I I know that when it first occurred and we had a lockdown, people struggled to work from home to find ways to, to um, find toilet paper. Yeah, it's stuff. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Don't buy all the toilet paper, please. Please don't do that again. Please it, don't. Did, it didn't. It didn't work. It wasn't necessary the first time. It's not necessary a second time, especially if we're already planning for another one. Mm. We see it coming. But um, it's just because our license. It's funny because we just had. I just had that this course tonight, so it's like in my in my brain of what. Oh yeah. Can and can't say. No one's gonna know. It's ethics. It's ethics. Shout out to you if you're watching DeBoard. this, DeBoard. We gotta make sure DeBoard watches this somehow. I wonder what he's up to nowadays. See how ethics plays into stuff. Ethics plays into business. It does. I had, I had, a, I had a meeting today with the uh, St. Charles Board of Realtors. Yeah. That uh, we literally had a three-hour ethics course. Yeah. For some of our credit hours. But uh, I think that we will, ha- if indeed we have this dark winter that they're predicting, um, and we have another quarantine, another lockdown, that we will have... We will have a decline in the market. I don't think it'll be as drastic, maybe not even as nearly as drastic as the one in March, um, but I do think we will drop a couple points, a few percentages here and there, but I think we are well, more well off and readily equipped now than we were in March because no one could have predicted what happened in March. Oh no, God, no. 
but we have adapted now. Mm. We know, you know, we know what to expect, how to get things done. If indeed we are locked in our homes again for another six to eight weeks, another two months. Mm. God, it's crazy to think about. It. If we were going to lockdown now, we wouldn't get out until January. We would miss all of December. Good lord. Um, I, I'm I'm going to agree with you on that. Um, I will put in this, and I, I'm not a financial, a certified financial advisor or anything like that. This is pure speculation. Um, I think one thing that will definitely have a huge impact on it is the um, the policies that are instated by legislation as a result of the quarantine or the mm-hmm. lockdown. Um, so, for instance, I mean, you saw a bunch of legislation that was passed in regards to what happened with the, to that, you know, the March um, recession. So, like, uh, with the incredible drop in interest rates that happened or the stimulus packages that went out or the influx of money supply into the money market. So... You know, that played a lot into the market recovering as fast as it did. Oh, yeah. And boy, did it recover fast. I mean, we were... Quickly, dude. That was a quick turnaround. We were in and out of recession in like a quarter. Yeah, that's nuts. That's that, nuts. So for reference, the last time we saw a market drop this bad was... I think this market drop was worse than the 2008-2009 uh, drop that we had seen in this um, earlier in this podcast. But in comparison, I'm going to see if I can find some numbers real quick. Uh, continue talking. Let me see if I can find some numbers on the ninth. I think – d- don't call me on this because I know you're looking it up. Okay. I think we had um, a lower drop than the recession, like, than you know, that, that occurred mm. um, overall. But I don't think we had the biggest drop as quickly as that one. Oh, no. So, you know, like, let's say, like, on a scale, like, of 100 points or whatever, like, we've dropped 100 points. Really? That's a that's a really face. No, I'm looking at the crash or the Great Depression. Oh, okay. So for reference, the average uh, drop across the uh, New York Stock Exchange for the uh, for the recession that hit us in March was 30 point some odd percent. Um, I think it was like 33 point something percent. Don't quote me on that. Please wow. don't shame me on that. Roughly 30 percent. To put that into perspective, and this is from the Balance.com. The Great Depression, Dow Jones saw an average drop of only 24.8% in comparison. Almost 10% worse this year. I mean, you know, you got to take into consideration the times. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of other factors that play into that. And, you know, what the capital was back then versus what it is now, the value of the dollar. Mm. All of these things are going to feed into how, you know, how much the drop actually affected the economy back then because... One a one percent drop could be worse than a thirty percent drop, depending on how the economy looks and is at that time that it drops. Mm. You know. Yeah. So, uh, but statistically alone, that statistic alone is just crazy that we recovered quicker within a quarter with a much more deeper and heavy intensive drop than during the Great Depression. So I mean, you know, again, capitalism. <laughs> you know, again, with the economy being in the state that it was during the Great Depression versus the drop that happened versus the drop that happened now with how our economy is now, um, lots of factors play in. So you don't want to compare apples to oranges, yeah. or whatever. But um, just statistically, in numbers speaking, that is, that is ridiculous. It's it's insanity. It's crazy. But uh, yeah, that's why we wanted to have a podcast, have a quick video. Not really, I mean, not really. A quick I was video, say but quick. I'm looking at 36 minutes. On my yeah, you know. Right but now. we wanted to have a video kind of diving into that as we're going forward because we're starting to. Um, I mean, I, I'm starting to really watch now, thinking uh, thinking ahead because as with to as what many might people, what as to what might happen in the next couple of weeks. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to. I don't want to say I'm looking forward to getting another sale on socks and stuff like that whenever they drop. But that, sorry. <laughs> question for the uh, audience. So I know we're short on time, but I have two questions. So first question: knowing all those uh, 
I would say statistics you guys just said, would you say that, um, do you, in your opinion, do you think the stock market is going to crash, not crash exactly like it did earlier in the year, but will it go down, I should say? Mm -hmm. That's a good question. Are you asking really? me or are you asking the audience? No, he's asking, he's asking them. Well, that's, I was kind of going to ask them as well. You should leave that down in the comments below and let, us, and let us know. Let us your thoughts. Yeah, let mm -hmm. us your thoughts. Let us your thoughts. <laughs> we don't grammar very much goodly. So, <laughs> but uh, let us know stock, what your thoughts are English because uh, it's, it's going to be a good talking here. point. It's going to be a good talking point. You're definitely going to be able to see some feedback and some uh, future content from us covering what does happen, whether it goes up, down, horizontal, or sideways. So... I, I don't it's 2020 I feel like that's possible so yeah. I'm, trying, I'm just trying to think about what would happen if the stock market went sideways we'd, we'd be messing with time then the, the quantum space time continues. you've heard of space time now here's space stonks <laughs> <laughs> so just keep Stocks on a look out and there and uh, I hope we were able thing. to uh, shed some light Albert on Einstein. some uh, questions that a lot of you have had and uh, just looking forward um Hopefully we've shed some light on how you can be a little bit more financially responsible for yourself to put yourself in a better financial situation so that you can be a little bit more knowledgeable so that you can get the most bang for your buck literally out of the value of your dollar. dollar. So that, uh, yeah. Gunnar, you said you had a second question. Yes, you did say that. No, you're cutting no, it? No, you're, you're just cutting it? Okay. okay. The world will never know what his question is. What do you think his question was, audience? I'll present the second question. What do you think Gunnar's second question was? Ask it in the comments below and you might just get a feature on the next video. Put your comment up here, yeah. if it is indeed right. Yeah, it's going to be great. But uh, thank you for joining us today, seriously. Yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure uh, talking about stonks. Stonks. Um, so with that, we will see you guys next week. Anything you want to say to wrap up, Gunner? You had a good time in the, in the booth back there? It was a blast. <laughs> 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 see you guys in the next one. All right, see you all.